What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We got a brand new episode for everybody, 160. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, Rich. How you doing? I'm holding in there, man. Didn't make the uh, playoffs, but uh, got hockey to look forward to. How's everything on your end? Uh, no complaints. Hang, hanging in the playoffs and, and hockey, just barely hanging on. Yeah, the roles are reversed. So hopefully uh, hopefully you or uh, hopefully somebody doesn't let Tom win. So. <laughs> But I, I think he'll be out this first round. So yeah, he's a uh, you know coming coming from seventh place, a tough tough place to talk shit, or eighth place to to Cross, who's been scoring a ton of points this year. Yeah, it's either it'll be Cross or pretty much Evan. I think because uh, Evan just has a uh, he's got that Detroit offense and uh, that Miami offense. So if they're both on, yeah. then it'll be hard to stop. <clears throat> we'll see. You know, it's the playoffs, so anything can happen. Oh yeah. I mean, let's get right into it, man. We got week 14 in the NFL wrap-up. The Jags with the Browns. We figured the Browns will win. Um, I didn't really think Trevor Lawrence was going to play that much, but he did. But uh, they're kind of in trouble, too, though. Yeah, their defense is, has not been playing well. Um, yeah, I, I was also surprised that, that Lawrence was in there. Uh, I thought he looked okay. But, yeah, not not having Christian Kirk kind of kind of hurts them there a lot. You know, allows defenses to kind of double up on uh, – on Ridley, uh, Ingram had a good game, but, but yeah, uh, defense is what what has been killing them. I mean, Flacco ate them up. So yeah, they got to figure that out. Uh, the last couple of weeks has been pretty bad, and uh, you know you want you want Lawrence to be healthy and, and ready to go for the playoffs, but you also got to make the playoffs. Yeah, I feel like uh, that's the weird thing about their team. I feel like they only go to Ridley in desperation. I feel like they go to all the other receivers first. But, I mean, they like they had no choice on Sunday. So, you know, he finally got third double-digit targets. But most of the time, like, they're not even going to him to like, the second half, which is annoying. So, Yeah. On, on the uh, other side, though, the, the, the Browns look good. Uh, you know, they played well. They they did have a couple hits on their defense this week. That they, they lost a couple starters. But, yeah, if they had if they had Watson, man, I, and Watson was playing up to his potential, that's a Super Bowl contending team right there. Yeah, as I said, on paper, they got, a, they got a, probably a top offense and – uh, they got a quarterback that can get them there. So the only yep. thing is that, that people got to stay healthy and they just got to put it together. So, yeah. you know, if Nick Chubb didn't go out and, you know, they didn't have all these injuries, uh, probably talk, have a different tune towards the team. Yep. And then we had the uh, the Saints Saints versus the Panthers, Bucks versus the Falcons. The Saints win, won their game. The Buccaneers won their game. Um, so this division is really, it's really tight. Buccaneers uh, end up uh, taking the, over the lead for the division. So, you know, they're in the playoffs. Um, in the NFC, there's a lot of teams that pretty much got, got a similar record. Uh, so it's close, similar to the uh, AFC. Yeah, the, the NFC is, like, packed at 6-7. and seven. The AFC is packed at 7-6. and six. Yeah, the, the NFC South is, like, the division no one wants to win. You know, it's a, it's kind of a – you know, I watched a, a lot of that Falcons Falcons uh, game over the weekend. And, and uh, yeah, it's just an ugly game. I mean, man, I, I you know, it's probably one of those things where – they're going to get a home game and they're going to upset somebody that they probably shouldn't win. You know, they probably shouldn't beat. But yeah, uh, 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 ugly football over there in the NFC South. Oh, yeah. But, you know, somebody's got to get in. So uh, yep. probably looking at uh, 
two two division winners with our uh, losing records that might get in. Potentially, yeah. And then we had the uh, Broncos versus the Chargers. Uh, the Broncos beat the Chargers, which and your boy uh, uh, Herbert got out, he got injured. <laughs> He's done for the season, man. Uh, thank goodness, man. They had too much ugly football going on over there, man. Yeah, they just, I mean, they, they, their coaching was is a little bit of a mess. Receivers can't catch the ball. And, and now, yeah, Herbert's out and, and Keenan Allen's out. Um, I, I, I fear for anyone who wants to watch Al Michaels on Thursday night this week because it's going to be bad. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, as a Raiders versus the Chargers, man, I'm staying away from that game. <laughs> yeah, not only do you have, you know, two backup quarterbacks, uh, top skill players are out. Um, you know, I think Josh Jacobs may have a chance to play. Keenan Allen's out. Raiders defense, our Raiders offense has been bad, uh, so that, that's going to be that's going to be like a 10-6 game, or it could be one of those like where we thought, and then it's a you know it's a shootout in the first half. Yeah, but um, I, I don't know, but I don't think that's going to happen, man. I don't see no, nobody over there shooting out. So, no. and then uh, we had uh, one of the games game of the week. We had the Bills versus uh, the Chiefs. Your boy uh, Karen Mahomes, you know, upset <laughs> about the call at the end of the game. But your boy uh, Darius Tony was offsides like four other times. Uh, they finally called it once. So uh, I think it was very, you know, bad sportsman like uh, sportsmanship. You know, Mahomes' part, especially at the end of the game when you hugging and got, you know, like, you know, congratulations. Um, you sit there and yeah. complain about a call, man. Yeah, and and I I almost knew, you know, he was gonna come out on uh, this week and say, you know, I kind of screwed up, and he did. You know, he he apologized, and he like he said, he shouldn't have said anything, shouldn't have said that to Josh Allen. Should have just congratulated him, moved on. Uh, should have been yelling at the ref because you know the ref just made the call. I mean, Tony didn't check with the ref, like you said. Tony was offside uh, four other times, I, so I, I kind of have mixed feelings about it. If you're not going to call it the other times, why wait until that spot to call it? You know, it's like ugh. apparently this has been an emphasis in the league uh, this year for the referees to be calling this. It's been called, I think, 11 times now, and two years ago it was called once all all year. So it's on Tony. Uh, you know, he's offside, clear as day. So that's that's on them. But yeah, Mahomes uh, and and Andy Reid, you know, to some extent, you know, I didn't I didn't care for for that reaction. Yeah, man, it was just uh, it, it's just puzzling. Um, yeah. You know, they complain about that call, but then they got all these other calls. You know, in yeah. previous years, whether it be the AFC Championship, the Super Bowl. That uh, helped them win the win the game. I mean, the game is the game. I mean, you can't be. Right. It's not like it was a playoff game. Uh, don't right. get me wrong; you don't want to lose games, but still, um, the guy was playing the offsides, man. Yeah. And then we had the uh, the Eagles versus the Cowboys. Cowboys uh, beat up on the Eagles. Like I said, man, I don't think the Eagles are the same Eagles from last year since they lost. You know, the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. They're still trying to figure some things out and uh, starting to show, man, when they start playing these uh, teams that they should have beat. Compared to like how they beat them up last year. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting. Uh, I'm not. I'm not overly concerned yet. If I'm, I'm the Eagles, I'm not hitting the panic button. But now Dallas has. You know, they have the lead on you in the division. So you go from you know a one or a two seed down to a, a five seed. That's a. It's a big. It's a big change, right? You now you're on the road um, in the playoffs, and and uh, yeah, I, I mean they they didn't look great. Uh, offense didn't look good. Defense is getting gashed again. Um, uh, I was just saying they, they, they just need to, um, they need to figure it out. I mean, it, you know, the players are still there. They still got the same, I know it's the di- different, different coaches, but yeah, they, 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 they can't get into the playoffs and, uh, you know, at this rate, don't want to be a one and done. So, so they got to figure out both sides of the ball. 
Oh, yeah, especially after you just uh, gave your quarterback a huge contract. Oh, yeah. Yep. You definitely want to get back to the Super Bowl, at least to the NFC Championship game. Then uh, we had the double Monday night games. We had the uh, Titans versus the Dolphins. Titans win that game. Tyreek Hill goes out. And uh, the Dolphins' offense goes, uh, it just disappears, man. Yeah, that, I mean, it, it was weird because, you know, Tyreek gets hurt. They, they keep him out. He comes back in. Dolphins go right down the field and score. It, he looked okay. I mean, I imagine he was in some sort of pain, but like, I mean, I don't know. It just seemed it seemed weird. That whole thing seemed weird to me. Well, yeah, I don't understand how when he was out, like they couldn't put any offensive drives together, despite yeah, you know, all I, the weapons they have. Yeah, I was I was watching something today. Like when he gets on the field, like the to- the Titans defense is like totally different. Um, it just opens up the field for everybody else. Uh, so even if they weren't throwing to him, uh, it, people are just wide open all over. Yeah, because they're like doubling him. For no reason and leaving guys open. So I was gonna say I did like uh, Rabel going for two there um, on that first touchdown. You know that's it's kind of the analytics play because if you if you hit that, then you only need the extra point to win the game. Um, and if you miss it, then you still got a chance to tie it with a with a two point conversion. So I did like that. That was a, a gutsy move by Rabel, but the play worked out for him. Yeah, because he kind of knew he was going to be in a, a high scoring game. Playing, you know, playing against one of the top offensive teams. In the lead, I my hat goes off to them as well. I mean, they've been doing a, a good job as far as uh, kind of you know mix and matching different parts. Um, you know, they had some issues with quarterback. Uh, you know, coming from a team that was 12 and four a few years ago, uh, now they're kind of struggling to kind of find themselves again. So, then uh, the other Monday night game, we had the uh, Packers versus the Giants. Giants win the game, drop drop our draft pick down to number seven now. Um, <laughs> The way it's looking like we're about to make the playoffs, and that pick is about to go from seven to about twenty. So, hey, you you can't stop Tommy Cutlets. You can only hope to contain him. Yeah, all these damn Cutlets, man. This is crazy, man. <laughs> I feel like Lynn Sanity all over again. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, I mean he he's actually he's looked pretty good. I mean, not that I would want him to be my starter, you know, long term, but he he may be, you know, locking himself up a nice backup job for a while. Yeah, he definitely is, man. But the, I think that the the bigger picture is that now the Giants are, you know, they asked the GM about, you know, Daniel Jones. Or, you know, they said they're rolling with him as a starter for next year. But, you know, the pick is going further and further back. I don't think we're going to be able to get a quarterback. So right, it's like we're pretty much we're going to be stuck with him for another year and then then have to draft another quarterback in the next, pre, you know, the next year. But, you know, who's to say what quarterback's going to be available then? The, right. the only uh, top quarterback coming out next year is probably, uh, you know, Sanders. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think he's any other one. So, And then uh, on to week 15 in the NFL. We got the Thursday night game. We got the Chargers versus the Raiders. Uh, that's a skip. So, you know, don't watch that <laughs> <Skip>. one. Skip. <laughs> and uh, we got the Saturday games. Uh, you know, now that we're getting closer to playoffs, NFL is doing Saturday and Sunday games. Uh, we're going to have the Vikings versus the Bengals. Uh, I think that's an interesting one because uh, Bengals are seven to six. They're kind of in the mix to make the playoffs. So you know, if they win this game, that's going to you know give them a nice little boost to try to get in there as a wild card. Yeah, you got you got Nick Mullins against uh, Jake Browning. Not not exactly a, a murderer's row there, but uh, Jake Browning's played well, um, filling in for uh, Joe Burrow. And yeah, it's it, it's two you know two winning teams, both fighting for their playoff lives, and, and it should be a good game. Oh yeah. And then uh, the same aspect would be the next game. We got the Steelers versus the Colts. Both teams are seven and six. 
Um, the winner's going to, you know, keep themselves in position to, you know, make the playoffs. The crazy thing is a lot of these teams got backup quarterbacks about trying to make the playoffs in the AFC, which is crazy. Yeah, I think it's like five or six backup quarterbacks trying to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, wild. yeah, just to show that there's a lot of quarterback injuries. These guys got to do a better better job with these uh, blocking these quarterbacks. Yeah, no kidding. And there's going to be the Broncos versus the Lions as well. Uh, that should be a decent one, uh, you know, because Broncos are trying to get in the mix of the playoffs. And then Lions are trying to, you know, maintain some uh, some steadiness as far as, uh, you know, going to, going into the playoffs with some momentum. Yeah, the Lions need a big comeback game. You know, they they've uh, two of their last three games haven't haven't been so good. So they they need to they need to bring one back here uh, and and put on a good performance. Um, and then yeah, on the other side, Denver again fight fighting for the playoff life. And uh, you know, Russ has, hasn't been pretty, but but he's been getting the job done. So uh, they're they're only a game back of the uh, Chiefs for the AFC West right now. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's uh, it's a it's a lot of teams that's like in like bunches, especially on the AFC right. side. Um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting, especially uh, on that side, like the seven and sixes. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like five teams that are seven and six. So yeah, yeah, it can go either way. And then on the Sunday games, we got the Texans versus the Titans. Uh, that should be a decent one. Texans in the middle of the pack as well for the playoffs. Um. <sighs> Yeah, not not sure if C.J. Stroud is going to be playing or not. He's he's in concussion protocol, um, did not practice today. So if uh, if he's not in there, that'd be a tough tough loss for uh, Houston. Yeah, because uh, they definitely need him if they want to make that run. So then we got your Jets versus the Dolphins. You guys are about to uh, get the Dolphins a, a two game losing streak, man. What's going on? We're gonna try. I mean, Zach Wilson looked good last week. Uh, AFC Player of the Week. Just you know, played played really well, especially in the second half. I mean, moving the ball. Uh, getting into the playmakers' hands, you know, Brees Hall and, and Garrett Wilson. Uh, and, and, again, defense uh, has been playing well all year. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think they could give two of some fits. So we'll see where, where Tyreek's at, um, you know, come Sunday. But they got to contain him if they if they want to want to beat this team. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, I mean, if you guys do win, I mean, you sh- I'm sure you're going to see the, the, the string of bell memes with the Jets hat talking about oh, – yeah. uh, Letting everybody know that we back, so it's gonna be fun to watch. <laughs> then we got the Giants versus the Saints. Giants, this is a winnable game for the Giants, although I don't want them to win, but uh, you know, somehow they're they're stringing along some games and are uh, gonna put themselves right in the mix to try to make the playoffs. So, is I there a path this, to the playoffs, Rich? Uh, I think they're like they're. So the thing is, is like there's a bunch of teams that are like six and seven. So like mm-hmm. when you look at the the um. The, like playoff picture for the NFC, right? There's yeah. like Buccaneers at four, then Eagles, Vikings, and uh, Packers. So the Vikings, so the Vikings and Packers, pretty much they got like a, a I want to say a six and eight record. So they're like mm-hmm. a, a game behind the Giants, a game up okay. on the Giants. So I mean, if the Giants could string along a uh, a nice little streak and one of these teams were to lose, they could they could get in. But you know, they might be like an eight and eight or you know seven and eight team. So um, yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see. That's what I said. I picked from about to go from, you know, went from two all the way to down to 20. So <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to have to wait and see because they have a favorable schedule towards the, uh, you know, last few games. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to have the Ravens versus the Jags. My probably the game of the week. I think it's going to be a good, a good game to watch, but I also think the Jags need to uh, bounce back. 
but it's going to be against the Ravens. That's going to be a tough opponent. Yeah, um, yeah. Baltimore's been playing well. Uh, Lamar's been playing really well, staying healthy. Um, got a couple receivers, you know, with Beckham and, and uh, Flowers that, that have uh, kind of helped them out. So, and that defense is is, is really good again. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough one for the Jags for sure. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. Well, yeah, because I don't think the Jazz can really afford to lose another game. You know, the way that some of these teams in the division are playing, uh, they might get caught. So, yeah. In the Monday night game, we got the Eagles versus the Seahawks. Probably a bounce back game for the Eagles. I don't know if um, your boys coming back from the from the Seahawks yet. So, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, they they, they need Geno uh, if they have want to have any chance of of making the playoffs. Oh yeah. What? You missed one. You missed a good one. Bills Cowboys. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, the other p- game is probably the other game of the week. Um, it's got Cowboys versus the Bills. The, uh, the Bills would have been dead in the water if they would have lost to the Chiefs, but now yep. you know they got some, they, you know, breathe, uh, some life into their uh, the rest of the season. Um, so they pretty much need to win out to try to make this uh, push. Cowboys do need to win to stay ahead of the Eagles. So um, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I actually, I like the Bills in this game. I, I think, uh, um, I don't know, they, 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 they felt like a different team uh, against the Chiefs there. I, you know, not the high-powered offense that we're used to seeing, but but they, uh, you know, they were able to kind of grind it down. I think uh could be a good, good you know, a big game for, for James Cook um, to get to get going. He's He's been really good when they can get the ball in his hands. But I, I think that in order for the Bills to win, they're going to definitely need to run the ball more. Run the ball more. Last game, he had like 10 carries. Um, don't get me wrong, he still had like 50, 60 yards, but uh, I would like to see him, you know, in that high teens, um, yeah. you know, maybe 70, 80 yards a game, just, just to, you know, keep the ball out of uh, Josh Allen's hands so he doesn't fumble or, you know, throw, throw a pick. Yeah, you don't, he doesn't need to be, he doesn't need to do everything for them to win. They can, they can rely on James Cook a little bit. And they, they did a little bit on, uh, you know, last week and they, they put, um, you know, they're getting the ball to uh, Cook's hands, you know, in the, in the passing game, too, which is also helpful. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this is going to be kind of a, a breakout here down the stretch for Cook. Yeah, I'm hoping so, man, because, uh, I mean, otherwise they're going to have to go out and get another running back. Or or just they, they, they honestly just need to, need to commit to running the ball. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, no matter who's in the backfield, you can't. It won't matter if you're not running the ball. They're just passing exactly. all the time anyway, so. Then I think that's it for the uh, NFL. And then uh, on to the NBA. I mean, not too much here. The Lakers win the uh, in-season tournament. Lakers fans are going crazy. So, uh, you know, they're putting up the memes that, you know, LeBron's the GOAT because he got an in-season tournament win and Jordan doesn't. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, they feel like uh, they're back on track. So I think it's good for them, but it's also interesting to see, uh, you know, if they can continue that momentum, uh, you know, throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know they they come out after that and lose their first game to to Luca. Uh, LeBron's out tonight. Um, I don't know. I, I I think it's you know good they want it. I guess for them, but like now let's 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 you know play this out for a full year. Yeah, let's get some. Uh, r- r- I don't want to say real games that count, but um, yeah. you know but let's let's see what let's see when it's really on the line. Um, you know, in right. a seven game series, who shows up? And then I don't know if you saw this. Uh, you know, people were uh, upset about LeBron. Because uh, he kind of walked in on the national anthem at a Suns game, so um, I thought that was crazy. But 
you know how people are when it comes to him. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't realize they were playing the national anthem. I saw him walking in. I mean, what do you want them to do? They're, they're probably like ushering them down there. Like, yeah, stop, they probably want them to stop in the middle of the floor. Yeah, I feel, I feel like they probably told them, hey, this, this is a great time to go. Um, yeah. Because everybody's not, there's not a bunch of chaos. You didn't got worried about people going crazy. People try to you right. know, run up to him. Somebody try to throw right. something at him. So, you know, I, I think I think people over over exaggerated. So, but you know, I people people are gonna anything he does is always gonna be magnified to the you know tenth oh, power. Yeah. So, and then speaking of crazy stuff, your boy Draymond Cole Cox, <laughs> uh, your boy uh, 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 Nerd Nerd uh, during the game. You know, they finally uh, put out the suspension information today. You know, and definitely is suspended. It's gonna be interesting to see how long he gets. Uh, you know, when how long they decide his uh, suspension is gonna be. Whether it's gonna be the rest of the season or probably maybe ten games or something. I, I, you know, I keep hearing that the people go right to the twenty number. I wouldn't be surprised if it was if it was fifteen or twenty. I think they, you know, NBA's kind of had enough of it. How many times do you have to be a repeat offender before they're just like, dude, this is enough. And then if if that does happen, I wonder if. Uh, they decide to break up the Warriors, man. I yeah, it's almost it. it's it's kind of weird because you you know I feel like Clay and Steph used to like you know jump in or or you know be more like on Draymond's side. Is that like at this point I feel like they're just like whatever. Yeah, I kind of feel like they're tired of it too. Uh, but I also yeah. think it's because they're losing, right? They're not yeah. uh they're not sure. uh, as you know win you know winning as they used to be. Um, don't get me wrong, Steph's been doing his thing. You know, Clay's been struggling here and there, but you know, I feel like he they gotta get him better shots. You know, he can't do the same things he used to do. You know, still coming off that uh that ACL um uh Achilles injury. Yeah. You know, you you're never gonna be the same player. Especially for him, you know, he was a two way player playing, you know, guarding the best player, you know, getting up shots. Uh, I think it's I I think it's gonna be time for them to break it up, man. Yeah. Could be. But we're gonna have to wait and see what they do, man. And then uh as far as standings, I was surprised to see uh, the Magic. They're first in the East, man. How, how'd you guys let that happen, man? <laughs> they're not. They're not above the Celtics, are they? Oh no, no, they're second. They're second. My bad. Yeah, but I think yeah, it's like not... I think it's about a game or something. Um, they've had like 37 first, you know, top five picks in the last eight years. I mean, it's bound to happen eventually. I mean, look at look at the Thunder. The same thing, right? A bunch of picks. You know, you deal with a lot of losing, and then now you got SGA. You know, Luke Dor, uh, you got you got a good team over there. Um, so it's just if you can endure the losing long enough, eventually you get back to a spot. If you if you handle the roster correctly, you draft the right guys, you get back into a spot where you can win some games. Oh yeah, but I'm kind of I'm kind of happy to see the, some of the new faces. Oh, I am know, too. Uh, flourish in NBA, so um, it kind of gives you something to look forward to. So you know, some you know those old teams aren't really uh pushovers. So right. And then uh, on to MLB. I mean, your boy got signed, man. Uh, he probably figured it'd be to the Dodgers. Did not think it would be this much. Your boy got 700 mil, man. It's <laughs> a lot of coin. Uh, yeah, so, so you know, interesting contract from from the Dodgers. Um, so, Tani basically gets $2 million a year over 10 years. And then $68 million, uh for the next, I forget how many years it is, eight years, seven, whatever it is. So he spreads, he defers a lot of his money, probably a few reasons. Uh, obviously, it, it frees up cash flow for the Dodgers to sign more guys. Um, but also, you know, he, he avoids uh, 
paying that California state tax on that 70 million per year. So I, I guess I was I heard today a breakdown of it. It really turns out to be like a uh, based on because they 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 include when they include for these deferred contracts they include like inflation and interest rates and stuff. So what he counts against the cap is 10 years and I think it's 465 million. So um, which isn't you know out of line. I think Trout's deal was like 12 and four four twenty six or something like that. So it's still the biggest contract ever. Uh, you know, based on their AAV, but um, the Dodgers get to kind of uh, make it a future me problem. Yeah, and like you mentioned, man, it kind of gives them room to go sign somebody else. So um, yeah, they kind of they kind of pull in the old uh, Yankees move where you know you sign a bunch of max players, but um, they're gonna need to win uh, to justify you know some of this cash. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're shelling out a lot of a lot of dollars for you know him, Kershaw. The whole team man, is just they're loaded up and, and they do have some young pitching, which I, I think is is beneficial. But but yeah, they, they, they're paying a lot of money to a lot of guys. So they need to win something here. Oh, yeah, they definitely are, man. Um, and then I know another Trent are looking at the other guy. Uh, was the uh, Yomi Tomo, something like that? Oh, yeah, Yama, Yama yeah. Tomo. Yeah, the other pitcher. Yeah, no, no, nothing, nothing yet from there. Uh, the Yankees were out there. Um, all, all the, you know, the normal teams you'd expect, the, the Red Sox, uh, Giants, uh, you know, Dodgers, Angels, like that the whole crew out there. Uh, I think they were meeting him in San Francisco. Yeah, so fingers crossed for the, for the Yankees, man. Yeah, they could they could use it for sure. And I think that's it for baseball. And then, uh, like, in college news, um, <laughs> I mean. Well, we missed, we missed last week, so the college football news came out. Uh, your boys out there in Florida State got uh, got the shaft. Well, I don't think they got the shaft, but a lot of people nationally do. Thirteen and zero, won the ACC championship, and got the five seed. Uh, Bama snuck in um, into that four seed into the playoff. Uh, you know, Bama's probably the better team in my estimation. You know, Florida State doesn't have a their their quarterback got hurt, uh, so he's out. Uh, they, their defense is still pretty good, but. I don't know. I I think the committee got it right. You know, it kind of sucks for Florida State and Florida State fans, but you know, I just can't picture them going to like a game and just Michigan like just trouncing them. I, I just think that would have been good for nobody. Yeah, I think if their quarterback was healthy, you get, you can make a different argument. But uh, oh yeah, with a, with a backup is going to be uh, something NCAA doesn't want. Um, no, uh, you know they kind of want competitive football. They don't really want to blow our games uh, during right. the playoffs because they need the ratings. And then uh, your boy Dion, you know, got a first big, uh, you know, recruit as far as offensive linemen, as the number one offensive lineman out there. Um, you know, that was a big thing for them as far as uh, be, being able to, you know, protect uh, Shador. You know, he's the most sacked quarterback uh, in football this year. So they're definitely going to make that push to go out there and get the uh, those big old linemen that they need to. Yeah, it's, it's a good it's a good get for Dion for sure. Um but but yeah, I mean Shadur, some some of that's on Shadur too. He kind of runs around in the pocket a little bit. But Dion's gonna lose his excuse on, you know, it's it's the O line, it's the O line. You know, when when you start signing guys like this, then then what happens, right? Well, I mean, you gotta put up, man. So I mean, he put puts out. up. If he yep. puts up, then that you know that was definitely a reason. But if not, then you know they're gonna have to figure out some other things. And uh, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Utah, they out there giving out. Um, free cars and shit. Um, I mean, that's crazy, man. I, 
We was going in the wrong era, man. We we were. We we missed it by a little bit. Uh, uh on the flip side, we you know missed a lot of the social media stuff, and we we're able to kind of kind of uh, live under the uh, live a little bit in the shit to do anymore. Which uh, I I don't know. I, I kind of preferred that as opposed to having everything on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter uh, these days. Oh no, man. <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine you was making two two fifty in college and, and got a free car, man. Yeah, there there is that. That's for sure. Oh no, man. Could have finished cars with a with a nice two point five million in the bank account. Whatever you want to go travel, then go to work. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. that time again ladies and gentlemen we got another edition of jd's bites and brew what you got for us all right so i got a um uh it was a, a pesto pesto uh gnocchi with chicken sausage and some spinach so this uh gnocchi I actually bought from trader joe's it was an interesting one it was uh it was stuffed with um mozzarella and uh tomato sauce so i fried those up uh, a little bit of butter and, and oil, and then kind of steamed them down with with some water, just so they were nice and fluffy. Uh, and then uh, added the chicken sausage, cooked up for a little bit, um, and then added uh, some some cut up spinach uh, with some some pesto sauce that had some some oil uh, in, in it, and and kind of just like stirred those all together, cooked it on low for a little bit, let it simmer, uh, and then yeah, served it you know, in a bowl with, uh, with some Parmesan cheese and, and on top, uh, just the way you like it, Rich. Everything tastes better with Parmesan. <laughs> but that does sound great, man. Um, I w- always wanted to try, um, like a dish like that, but normally like those aren't places. Normally there's like not, not places that really serve stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I don't really know how to cook like, um, Italian, Italian like that, but, um, might have to dabble in it one day. So yeah, I think it's it's just about finding the right ingredients and and finding the right recipe. And if you can follow a recipe, you can pretty much make anything. Um, you know, it's just it's it's just following following instructions and and don't don't shortcut and and don't do any of that. The technique you kind of you know you kind of get used to, I think. But but yeah, uh, I, I think it's it's worth it um, to give it a shot. Yeah, I'll definitely have to add that to the list. And then uh, what you guys uh, drink that down with? All right, so uh, freshly released. Um, I've been hearing about this beer for a while. Uh, it's it's local. It's at Sycamore Brewing. Um, it's only a, a winter release, so it's a it's called a Christmas Cookie. There's some uh, there's some history to this one. Uh, when they first came out with it, or I don't know if it first came out of it. When they came out with it a couple years ago, they kind of put some funny um, funny graphics on on the on the can label. Uh, so a bunch of sexual innuendos. They had like reindeers humping in different ways, and and it, it kind of like if you look at it from afar, it looks like a nice like little Christmas. Uh, decoration but if you get get up close you can kind of see it. it's pretty hilarious but um someone caught wind of it at, at one of the big uh the uh, supermarkets and uh, a couple years ago they had to change their label well they went in and had to cover them up but but they had to change the label um but i did i did get one of these or a four pack of these so it's a the, it's called barrel age christmas cookie or or you know they do have a, a regular version as well but it's a winter ale so for those that aren't familiar with the winter ale, it's more of like a, it's a darker type of an ale, but it's not like a stout. So 
It's usually just kind of like a dark ale, uh, which means it's just like a, a darker malt that they use. But it has some some interesting spices in it. Usually has like a, a you know a, a nutmeggy, uh, maybe some just it's 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 a little spicy, um, uh, but 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 in a good way. Um, so so this one, it was pretty good. I'm just not like a, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, of winter lagers, but our winter ales, uh, I do like them once in a while. I think they, they kind of, um, you know, sitting by the fire, it's a good, good beer to have. Uh, this one was a little sweeter. Uh, so it had some, some, some of the, you know, cookie dough, vanilla type flavor, a little nutty, uh, and a little malty. I, I mean, with the bourbon, bourbon barrel age, you, you kind of get that, um, which was expected, uh, but overall pretty solid beer. Uh, again, probably wouldn't have too many of these. Um, it does it does come in at 8.1%, but but typically with beers like this, they're just hard to drink multiples. Uh, but overall, uh, like I said, pretty good beer. I'd probably give it a 7.2. Dang, man. I thought it would have been a lot better with that flavor, man. You said cookie. So I thought it would have been like a more like a sugar cookie type. But um... Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, just, I don't know, that, that taste is good for like a couple sips for me. But then it kind of starts to get like... I don't know, not old, but like I don't know, tougher to drink. Yeah, that's what I said. I thought I thought it would have been a lot better, man. But I mean, still yeah. a decent beer, man. Um, oh yeah. Wonder, wonder if there's something you can like put in it to uh, or mix it with something to make it uh, taste better. I don't know. That, it, that's a good point. Definitely gonna have to check that one out too, though. Yeah. And uh, that's JD's Bites and Brew, everybody. And then this week for the BRs, you know, still going through the same shows. Um, you know, they got a. Uh, uh, murder at the end of the world, um, you know, murder mystery. Uh, definitely could check out when you get a chance. Uh, outside of that, there's um, Monarch. You know, it's based off of the Godzilla series. Um, it's okay. I wish they had a lot more action in it. Um, I feel like they're pretty much just chasing the. I want to say chasing the ghosts, trying to find out where uh, one of the fathers is of these uh, two kids. Um, that's pretty much. Seems like the whole what the whole season's gonna be about, and they're not really getting into the meat and potatoes of uh you know Godzilla and all the different monsters and stuff like that. Um, and like I said, they don't. It's not a special, like a government secret agency, but they don't really got no tools or guns or weapons or you know inventions to really deal with these monsters. So I think that's kind of you know where they dropped the ball. But you know we'll, we'll wait and see what you know what's going on with that. Yeah, and then uh. So- so yeah. so hold on. the leave the world behind. Did you get a chance to watch it? Yeah, I was about to get into that, man. Okay, okay. Let's, let's, uh, let's Netflix it. new movie, Leave the World Behind. How'd you feel about it, man? So I thought uh, the idea of the movie was really good. It was kind of a really good storyline. I thought it was a little bit slow. You know, I think there's some areas where they could have they could have sped it sped it up. I mean, so if you were doing like a six hour like a you know like a mini series. I think that would have been perfect for this. I think they tried to jam too much into two oh, yeah. and a half hours because you had a big story to set up. And then, you know, in my mind, they didn't really, you know, close anything, to, you know, other than it was a cyber attack. And, you know, you kind of pan out at the end and and New York is on you know, on fire getting bombed. But but then you don't really, you know, there, there's certain storylines that, that, that you don't, you know, you don't see the end of. Like, you don't really hear more from Kevin Bacon uh, you don't hear about the, you know, what happens to the son who was losing his teeth. You don't hear, you know, do they find the girl in the panic room? Like, do they all, you know, go into the panic room? Um, I don't know. There's just like stuff like that where I was like, it kind of just seemed like it ended too quick. Um, but 
but yeah, I, I thought it got to a really good point. And then if they were able to, to kind of go another couple hours and kind of close the story down and maybe solve the issue, um, would have been much better in my opinion. Oh yeah. So the same way, kind of like they, uh, they, 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 like they just started revving up before the, before the movie. Yeah. Ended. Um, right. Cause like, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, all these characters, you know, kind of figured out, you know, he connected the dots as far as, uh, you know, when he talked about, he met with that high official mm-hmm. before and, you know, gave him that information. And yep. then, um, I just felt like I honestly, first of all, I didn't see it coming. I ain't gonna lie. I was, I was kind of pissed off because everybody's looking for this girl. She's in the damn house eating freaking snacks. Drinking freaking vultures, grape juice, just chilling. Yeah. Um, like it's not the end of the world. And then, you know, she goes downstairs to this bunker. I mean, that's a nice. It was a nice looking bunker, man. I ain't gonna lie. It was. I, I would live there. Down. Yeah, I would have moved down there, man. And then, you know, she's uh, she sees the wall of movies. Uh, it kind of, you know, I kind of felt hurt because it kind of reminded me of my DVD collection. Um, yeah. And then she went up and uh, you know, she wanted to watch Friends so bad, she finally found it. She got to the she got to the finale. I mean, you had to know that that was going to be the how they ended it, uh, especially once you saw the wall of DVDs. But but yeah, I was kind of annoyed. It would have been nice to kind of you know see what what was going to happen and um you know what happened with uh, Ali's wife and and uh, you know did she make it? You know they have these plane crash and then no one ever goes back goes back to that area. There's just a lot of a lot of weird stuff that that, that uh. They just didn't close out or didn't, you know, follow up on, which again, they didn't have time to, uh, Oh, the deer, like you have all these deer that are congregating. Like, why are they congregating? Yeah. Not only that, they had the deer, they had the flamingos that were popping in the river. I mean, right. you know, in the pool, then the Spanish lady that, uh, he had saw when he had pulled over, um, they, they don't, they don't do the, um, the, like, what is it called? The, uh, I'm going to draw a blank. Um, they didn't have like the dialect for it, like when she's speaking in Spanish and tell them what's going on. Yep. So you kind of like guessing what she's trying to say, unless she speaks Spanish. But uh, it was just a lot of a lot of holes, you know, a lot of un- things that were left unanswered. So. Yeah, agreed. You know, maybe they go back and do another one, but I doubt it though. Yeah. You heard you heard the conspiracy theories, right? That you know this was a this was the Obama-owned uh, production company, and that you know this. This is going to be their play if if Trump wins in 2024. They're going to just send out a cybersecurity attack and shut down the world. Yeah, like kind of this is this is like a warning that we need to be prepared yeah. for what's about to happen. Yeah. So they're definitely taking heed to it. But like I said, the the I want to say like the first 80 percent of the movie was it was good, man. And then it just yeah, I just plummeted down, man. Yeah, agreed. And then uh, that's really much it. I don't think there was anything else. I know uh, they got uh. They announced the uh, Love Is Blind next season coming out for uh, Valentine's Day next year. Okay. In your hometown in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. They got uh the they got the Yu Yu Hakusho coming out on Thursday. It's one of the uh one of the greatest I won't say greatest but one of the uh classic uh animes. They're doing the live action version of it on Netflix. I heard they did a good job with the One Piece. I was, I never really watched One Piece, so hopefully they uh you know follow along the lines and do good on it. It looks okay. Yeah, from the trailers, because uh, you know it's always, it's always hard to do like an uh, animation to a live action, but you know hopefully they get it right. Yeah, and then uh, that's pretty much it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time. Till next time, Rich. 
I want to thank y'all for rocking out. Be on the Sports Sidebar Podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on.